You are listening to the first annual Halloween special from the Warning Woods. One part of the story will be released for the next five days, arriving at its haunting conclusion on October 31st, Halloween. Make sure you subscribe to The Warning Woods on YouTube or your podcast platform so you don't miss any parts of this story or any of the other stories released weekly. If you enjoy the story, please consider writing a review to help spread the podcast to more listeners. Thank you, and enjoy part one of the Halloween special. At only six years old, My daughter Claire is an impressive chalk artist. It's a hobby she picked up last year as winter faded into spring. She started out like most kids do, drawing smiley faces and stick-legged dogs, but she developed her talent at a prodigious rate. By summer, she was able to fill most of our driveway with a jungle mural complete with detailed shading and even some interesting perspective shifting. I was fascinated by her ability and dumbstruck since her mother and I are both artistically challenged. The next big piece Claire created was a drawing of our family standing out in front of the house. She managed to create an image that totally drew in the viewer, even without all the vibrant colors of the jungle mural. I told her I was proud of her as she and I stood in the driveway staring at our own smiling faces chalked on the concrete. Someone wasn't smiling, though. Claire had drawn her mom standing next to herself, opposite me. Her mother, Ellie, was the only one without a happy expression. Claire spent weekends with her mom, and I tried my best to stay out of their business and let Ellie be her own parent. However, I felt the blank and almost sad expression Claire had given her mother warranted some concern. "'Is mommy okay, kiddo?' I asked her while I crouched next to the powdery depiction of her mother. "'She looks a little sad in your picture.' Claire cocked her head to one side in a dramatic effort to appear deep in thought. I loved her introspective nature. Becoming an amateur artist had given it a little jolt. I don't think she's sad, Claire said. She's just really tired. Mr. Wrinkles keeps her awake all night. Mr. Wrinkles? A traffic jam of a dozen questions got stuck between my brain and my mouth. Most prominently... Who was this guy spending the entire night in the house where my daughter slept? Why hadn't he been mentioned to me? And, one particular question I tried not to dwell on too long, what exactly was he doing that kept Ellie up all night? Judging by the state of the apartment complex Claire's mother lived in, I assumed she wasn't doing very well financially. Believe me, I offered to help her many times for Claire's sake, but she would always turn it down and say she wanted nothing to do with me or my money. Could Ellie be prostituting herself for rent? Another possibility, one that I hoped beyond hope wasn't real, was that she had gotten hooked on something again. I'll spare you the whole story, but she left me after I tried to help her get clean the first time. She managed to do so on her own when she was told she could only have partial custody of Claire if she were clean and sober. I didn't want to think Ellie could have slipped back into the habit, but decided the possibility warranted a discussion. "'Who's Mr. Wrinkles?' I asked after what was probably too long a silence. "'Is he nice?' "'I don't know,' Claire answered. "'He only talks to Mommy.' She sounded truly apathetic about the whole thing. 
a good sign, I told myself. So he doesn't bother you? He doesn't touch you? I almost choked on the word touch as even the thought of it made me sick. Claire just shook her head as she fixed a couple of smudges on her drawing. I decided I would still have a conversation with Ellie, but to drop the subject with Claire. The next morning, a Saturday, I was getting Claire situated in my car to take her to Ellie's for the weekend. Before I got in, I noticed something strange about Claire's drawing on the driveway. I told her to wait a second and walked behind the car to get a closer look. Ellie's face had been completely smeared away. The pristine condition of the rest of the drawing pointed to intentional vandalism. I noticed something small and purple next to where Ellie's face used to be. It might have been a plastic shaving or a broken fingernail. We were already running behind, so I picked it up, put it in my pocket, and returned to the car. Claire was getting her things out of the back seat when I asked Ellie if she had been near my house. She denied it angrily and acted insulted. I knew she was lying, though. I recognized the shifty look in her eyes, which were drooping with exhaustion. And there was something else. I didn't get a long enough look to see if one was broken, but her nails looked like they had been painted recently. Purple. The same shade as the little shaving I found in the driveway. The odds of someone else stopping by our house, erasing only Ellie's face, and happening to have purple fingernails seemed pretty slim to me. I knew she had done it, but I couldn't imagine any good reason for it. Before she boiled over and slammed the door in my face, I wanted to bring up a more important subject. After sending Claire inside, I asked Ellie about Mr. Wrinkles. She became indignant again at the mention of the name. What happens in your house is your business, and what happens in mine is mine, she stated bluntly before turning away. I tried to tell her I could help if she was in trouble, but she slammed the door in my face. Typical. I could only pray whatever was going on with her wouldn't affect our daughter. She loved Claire, that much is true. So I just had to trust and hope that she would never let anything happen to her. A few weeks later, life had returned to normal. There was no mention of Mr. Wrinkles and no more trouble with Ellie. Claire decided to draw another family portrait on the driveway. It was cute, but saddening at the same time. She clearly still thought of us as a family and wanted us to be together. Ellie apparently didn't like that idea. Claire and I were leaving for school when she screamed and ran over to her drawing. This time, Ellie's entire body and face had been wiped away. Dried blood was smeared near the edge of the blur. I imagined Ellie furiously rubbing and scratching at the image as I tried to comfort Claire. The poor girl cried the whole way to school. She was heartbroken, and I didn't know what to say. I called Ellie when I got home and was shocked when she answered. I told her what happened, about how it made Claire feel, and was open about my suspicions. I even told her about the fingernail I found the first time and how it looked like it could have been hers. She surprised me again by admitting she had been the one who vandalized Claire's artwork. All right, Kevin, you're right. It was me. Both times, she said. But why don't let her draw me anymore, she pleaded. I was surprised by the genuine concern in her voice. It wasn't anger or even mild frustration. It was fear. 
Ellie, Claire misses you when she's not with you. I can't ask her to stop drawing pictures. It'll break her heart. Look, Ellie replied. Her voice seemed hushed, the kind of voice someone uses while they're looking over their shoulder. I don't know how it works or why, but he follows me. Even just my picture can attract him, draw him in. I can keep him away from her here, but I don't want to have to worry about her there too. Mr. Wrinkles? I asked. If you're in trouble, just tell me. I'll do anything I can. You know I still care about you and I want you to be safe. Just don't let her draw me anymore, she said and abruptly hung up. I felt heavy and defeated. Not because I was worried about Mr. Wrinkles, but because I thought it might be time to revisit the custody agreement. I was worried about Ellie's mental state. Claire brought a pencil drawing of us home from school that day. Honestly, chalk was her best medium, but the sketch offered a passable likeness to our broken family. I only considered Ellie's warning for a second before I put the drawing on the fridge. I should have listened. I was woken up that night by a distinctive creak from one of the floorboards in my hallway. I sat up and listened. When I heard the sound of a hand grabbing the doorknob to Claire's bedroom, I shot out of bed and into the hall. The hallway appeared to be empty besides a piece of paper laying on the floor. I flipped on the lights and saw it was Claire's drawing from the fridge. I peeked into her room just long enough to see her little form rising and falling under the covers as she snored. All seemed well, besides the relocated drawing. I wanted to believe I had imagined the sounds I heard, but then, how did the picture end up in the hallway? Had Claire put it there? It seemed unlikely. Returning to my room, I picked up my phone. I was going to call Ellie and demand to know if she had been in my house, but I had a text from her. He found you, it said. Below it was a second message in all caps. Get out. You can support The Warning Woods by clicking the anchor support link in the description or by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thewarningwoods. Of course, the best way to help is by writing a review and following this podcast in Apple Podcasts or subscribing on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening.